how to curate conversations and connections in the world of sustainability. That is what we're talking about in this episode. Hello and welcome to the Impact Go Rush podcast. This is the podcast for impact entrepreneurs. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of impact entrepreneurs addressing the United Nations Global Goals, aka the Sustainable Development Goals. Listen in to fellow impact entrepreneurs on their journey in this new Go Rush of making a bigger impact. Get inspired to learn how through entrepreneurship you can grow your impact to make the world a better place, leave a legacy and live a more meaningful life. I'm your host Wun Tan. In this episode, we have Carl Pratt of Future Planet share his journey of growing a super-engaged community of sustainability professionals. This is mainly a UK-based community, but it's been growing from strength to strength, running highly curated monthly community connect events and a brand new event series called the 10x Impact Climate. Listen in as Carl shares his number one advice on building communities, as he calls it, intimacy at scale. But before that, if you have missed the previous episode, episode number 18, we had Zena Hobson of Third Millennium Education talk about the challenges of the current education system and why and how it needs to be transformed. So go listen to that episode. And now for today's episode. Carl Pratt, welcome to the show. So you're the founder and creative director of Future Planet. So that's futureplanet.love. So tell us a bit about what does Future Planet do and how did you start this love. platform? Oh, thanks, Rin. Lovely to be here. Yeah, it's all about the love. We rebranded to .love this year with the view that we needed a lot more love. Well, that needed to be at the center of um, how we held space as a community. Uh, your question, what does Future Planet do and how did you start this platform? Well, it depends when you wants to choose to like look at what we were doing um but i think in this current guys we started throwing events probably at about the same time as plastic became a thing we ran an event with joe murphy from ella MacArthur foundation and five or six other change makers in the space and then since then have been running different events or had been running different events in a variety of different thematic areas so fashion food property plastic act on climate, like a load of topical themes, but with this intention around bringing people together from a range of different spaces uh, and supporting them to feel inspired and empowered as to the future that they could co-create together. And we championed maybe 60, 70 change makers on our stages, people with interesting stories, people who were doing transformational stuff um, like Safia Mini or um, or Solar or Catherine Unpackaged or Hege from Ikea, like just many times for me, it was really interesting to share the story of what's happening behind the scenes to people. And then that sort of evolved into us running slightly more deeper events for change makers in organizations. So we did one on packaging, packaging unwrapped. And then we did another one in packaging, packaging rewrapped. And then we did 10x impact supply chains. Um, and there we were bringing change makers across value chains together. So a different type of audience, um, but still really allow, uh, around how we supported people effectively by bringing them together. And then the very, very beautiful uh, human Henry uh, Unwin from Nando's was our first member, probably before we should have been asking people to be a member. <laughs> and... Uh, and um but he was very supportive and that was quite some time ago uh, you know pre-covid 
And then the equally wonderful Kevin Dunkley uh, joined us from HH Global. And and soon we had a party because a couple of others had joined as well as members. Uh, and then and then we sort of ran events and it got it, like it's difficult to run events uh, and do everything else. Like the cycle's really intense. So we sort of had this really big vision around bringing everyone, everyone, let's bring everyone together. Uh, and then, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. And so that, and and then got sort of stuck running events. And then in, at the beginning of 20, what was, what, when was COVID? When was that this last year? Yeah, it was last, 2020. Yeah. 2020. Right. So at the beginning of 2020, we had this mega plan for events. It was very tiring looking at it, but we were going to do a load of stuff and we'd run a really great event with, uh, in partnership with Orbion, and it had been really wonderful in supply chains. It had been really good. And we just sort of built ourselves up to do a series of others. And then uh, COVID hit, um, which was, for us, transformational. Uh, and I think probably was the start of us figuring out what our role was as a team, as an indiv- as mine was, as an individual, but also ours was as a community. And so in the melee that was covid like early days, I was just watching and listening and observing and just tuning into what was happening. Obviously, no live events were, were going to be happening. So, but um, I think it was Laura from from Compass Group it was like, "Carl, come on, what are you doing? Like, you're doing community, aren't you? And we're, you know, we need to connect with people and see what they're doing in their organisations." And so it's like, "Oh, oh, oh, yeah, okay, okay, fine, I'll do that." And I felt very shy about doing that, and I felt a bit like a bit. I felt really like. <laughs> No one's going to want to come and do anything with me. But it was really the start of like what we've got now, which is a really strong identity around around community. And we had all the component pieces, community unified by values of love, kindness, inclusivity, empathy, and optimism. Uh, like some, you know, principles, like we all wanted to work together to make the world a better place. Uh, and, and so we had that, but we'd never really connected the dots in a really meaningful and strong way. And we also had been geographically like sort of limited in that, you know, we could run events in London, but that didn't include people from all over the place. Uh, And so suddenly we just had this opportunity to play a role in connecting people and supporting them and bringing together. And actually the first one we did was six people, I think. So Louise Nichols, um, Laura, Henry, Robin from Nestle and um, uh, Jess from Fever Tree and one other person who I'm forgetting who I shouldn't be forgetting but so very small number of people and it was just like hey what's up how are you getting on what are you doing like what's up in your world like how are you and then within about three months we had probably 50 or 60 people on a monthly community connect and now we have like 10 new people joined last month and really the only limiting thing for us at the moment is our time to find and welcome new people and so it's really allowed us to really tune into how we can be of service through community and i think stripping out a lot of the noise around the physical world and focusing in on digital even though it's a more difficult format to convene in because super it's challenging you can't just throw people in a room with some wine and food and think it's going to be a great time you know you have to like really think about it um but it does also allow one to really tune into what community is and 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 what you're building and so yeah, that's it. So it sort of arose. It, it is it is arriving, and it has been arriving for some time as we've sort of followed our 
noses. And now we have a load of people that are really helping to, to, to deliver that mission, as well as everyone in the community, which was my dream, as we all built it together for each other. But when you'd say, how did yes. you start? I would say, I really don't think it was me. I think it was just like, it just kept on rolling. Like so many people have contributed to what it is today. Um, yeah, that's a long answer to a short first question. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, cool, really cool. I mean, it really brings me to the next question, which is really, why is it so important to be part of communities and, you know, especially for us who are in the impact space, yeah. the sustainability space, like where we are, where things are changing so quickly and there's so much to learn. Yeah. Like why why is it so important um, to, to bring people together? I mean, I, I've run events as well and yeah. I think it's such a, such a, um, in a way, it's it's a very rewarding role, but it's also quite thankless because there's so many things happening. There's so much that needs to come together. So, yeah. so tell us a bit about you know community. What why what does it mean to you? Why is it so important? Um, what a beautiful question. It's everything. Often, I find the quotes from people that arrive um, to to kind of come and be part of what we do, and Adam. Uh, Garfunkel, he probably doesn't remember that he arrived with this quote, but he was talking, I'm going to get it wrong. It's not going to be a quote. It's just going to be what he's saying. But he basically said, like, we need, like, we, like, we are facing this unprecedented moment and we need resilience to, to deal with that. And that can, that kind of sort of comes from community. And, and, and that, and my view is it could be like, we're all in community all the time. Um, and different people convene at different times in different ways, and that feels great. Uh, and, like, I was on a call yesterday with a load of people in What's Susty, and that was really lovely, uh, and that's community, and, like, all these different things are community, and that feels really, really good. What I feel like we're doing at Future Planet is an, is an intentional community with a mission, and we're focusing on solely community. Like, that's our thing. And my view is that everything can be found in community so we are like some of the like firstly like a lot of people just turn up to do stuff with us because i think they like it and they feel good doing it and that's really important because it's going to be super difficult you know if you're in a a role in an organization or anywhere frankly trying to make the world a better place it's sometimes that is sometimes a thankless task and difficult and hard and you just need to be able to say to someone oh my god it's so hard right now and have someone like be on the same page as you or hey how do you do this? I don't know how to do this. Has anyone else anyone else done this thing? Because I'd love to chat to you, you know? I think one of the beautiful things about our community is that everyone's so helpful and kind and loving and, like, thoughtful. So it's a really easy, easy job. It didn't feel easy because I had loads of challenges around self-esteem and stuff, but it's quite an easy job to great, bring a great, pe- great group of people together. They're really, you know, they already do that for us. I think what we do at Future Planet is just think about it in a bit more of a probably a deeper way. And I think we're building it together. Well, not I think we are building it together. And so I view community as a way that we can start to be more systematic about how we solve systems change. And there are great things around, you know, so Future Planet, we have a few ways to look at it. Like personally, we want, to, we want you to come, feel inspired, empowered, part of, you know, a family of people that are doing stuff the same as you professionally like what are you looking for i'm looking for this i can help with this i'm working on this anyone know this person anyone got any ideas around how to do this like that's those are like the core things because that's what we're all wandering around trying to find out 
or do you know anyone in this place or whatever? And, that, and then it's about creating a space where everyone can just sort of hang out and help each other. And then beyond that, like what's what we need is to be way more joined up. And so our vision is around every city would have a community of action in. And through that, you can much more effectively scale up impact, whether that be solutions or ideas or policies or regulations. When we're more joined up, cross-sector, cross-silo, cross-function, whether that be across government, NGO, business, investment, marketing, sustainability, the mix, that's when you can start to be much more coordinated in how we approach solving this. And we can get ahead of what we're currently playing catch-up on. And and so and, and I'm, we're now just experimenting with how do we do that bit? Like, that's what's really fascinating for me. Like, how do we collectively grow something with the same scale of Extinction Rebellion, but that is interconnected to every organization and plays a functional role in supporting, inspiring, nurturing, and like setting, um, thank you, Adam Garfunkel, audacious goals for everyone, right? Like, that's, so that's where we're at right now is like, how do we do that bit? And that, that bit's difficult. Like that bit's really difficult because it feels easy in words, but it's also, you've got to go and build a team. You've got to go and build so much to like, to do that bit, you know? And so what we're experiencing now is how do we, how do we hold, how do we empower people to build community with and for us, with, with and for themselves, right? Uh, you know, and, and what, what, what structure do we need for that? Like, how do we, what do we call ourselves? Like, are we a tribe? No, we can't be a tribe because that's appropriation apparently, which is great. So let's explore that. Maybe we're a future. There's so many little things that come into that kind of conversation that actually I find fascinating. Uh, and I'm rambling now, but it's, it's like it, that, you know, I guess all of, in all of that, we focus on community. Like our whole day is that. You know? So, so I love that. Um, and, and you mentioned Adam Garfunkel, and he he runs. Yeah. He's based in London. He's a sustainability consultant. Uh, his company's called Junction Junction yeah. Strategy. I think. So I'll I'll definitely be reaching out to to get him on this show as well. Yeah, um, it would be great. Yeah, so you you mentioned a bit about the curation aspect, right? So how do you facilitate this sort of conversations, especially when when you're bringing people who might have different views or different challenges, but there's yeah. so much to learn. Like, how do you, how do you facilitate that conversation? So it's like, um, uh, it's like alchemy, but light touch. Right. And then like with loads of process. So that when anyone, when everyone, and we're, and we're sort of getting better at it. So like when everyone join, when people join us, they map out their, personal professional goals and what thematic things they're interested in so we're doing we've got to be net zero by 2030 or like i'm really passionate about i don't know circular economy so that gives us a start point but actually really what happens is we just listen a lot to people you know and i call them up and we hang out and we just get to know each other and then i mean that's obviously not sustainable as we grow but like it works really well for now and i think we'll have people that you know that's our whole vibe like we'll have people that do that and then we convene in an intimate way. So we're doing intimacy at scale. Uh, every month, the fantastic Sam and Ulva and myself get together and it's like a wedding plan, but only at the best wedding you've ever been to. And we like put people in circles who we think might vibe. Sometimes they're not sure why they're there, but we know that they're interested in similar things. 
Uh, and we've experimented with facilitators and with everyone being facilitated, lots of different things. Um, but what we specifically have focused on is small groups. So we've got family circles of four. We do breakout circles of like five or six. And we might start doing learning circles of like 10. But we don't, we focus really on how to create connection around commonalities that people are working on. And we've then experienced and experimented with like thematic stuff. So my favorite event I feel was we did with Charlotte Sewell before Christmas on um, and everyone came together around three questions. So what does it mean to be, what's, what, is, what does inclusivity mean? What does it mean to be an inclusive community? And how can we be inclusive in our programming and our actions? And we had a mirror board, we had groups, we had people just contributing and it wasn't perfect, but it was amazing. And we had like 216 contributions for people as to what they thought inclusivity was. And so that, so that was an experience of doing something where we're all working together to create a goal, you know, create a set of things that those, those outputs now are informing everything that we're doing. We, the very lovely Charlotte Sewell joined us uh, um, to be a beacon for diversity and to help us to figure out like how to, to do that. And also Samantha and Anna as well. And we were, we were already working with Louise Nichols. And so we just sort of have more of a focus around like diversity and inclusion as a result of that. And so that allowed us to then focus on on that within the community. And I'm now just rabbling because I can't even remember what the question was. And I feel like <laughs> I'm just wrong. No, I was asking about facilitation and I could see that you have yeah. uh, all these people on your team right now on your website. So that's really cool. So, you know, Carl, for, you've been in this space for some time. You know, for someone who is starting out their career or they have a startup in this space, like an innovator, what advice could you share? Come and join a great community. Uh, if you're starting out, yeah, it's all about who you know. Like it's asking them for coffees and connecting and learning. And that's, it's not... It's not whether you're starting out or not. It's whatever phase you're at. Like one of my dearest friends is in a new phase of stuff. And so is reaching out to different people who she knows in the Future Planet community and like just saying, hey, I'm doing this. What do you think about it? When I started doing this crazy thing, like I rang up about five or six friends and was like, so I'm thinking about doing this. Do you think it's a good idea? And that's that for me, like that gives you energy and momentum and like it just helps, you know, like it, so much can be answered through the people that you know and, and how you know. Beyond that, I would say also do what you love and do what you enjoy doing because it's difficult. It's hard. It takes a long time to get good at it. And you may as well do it in a way that you feel like you've got energy to do it every day. It's very easy to get lost in being good and to forget that you also need to like be good to yourself. So that I would say as well. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think um, you have such an amazing community. Everyone should check out your the work that you're doing. So for people who are listening and they're trying to find out what activities you have, can you share with us some of the, the events and the communities that people can take part in? What a great question. So there are many ways. We're almost doing too much over the next uh, four or five months. Um, we've got a regular community connect every month. Um, where we support people with their with their goals and to get connected and feel part of community. So uh, you're welcome. You can go to our website, futureplanet.love, and apply to join. Uh, and then we're launching a series called 10X Impact Climate, which will be 10 sessions over four months, where we're welcoming a host of amazing speakers, including Jonathan Foley, Executive Director of Project Drawdown, 
talking about client-based solutions. And we're interested in that series in supporting people along a range of themes. So we've got race to zero, science-based targets, carbon footprinting, environmental justice, uh, regenerative supply chains, rethink design, uh, water, food systems, and nature for a nature at the heart of a solution. So we're really going to adventure through and, and financing the future. So we're really going to adventure through so many different areas and bring together a range of different uh, people from from so many roles, marketing, finance, sustainability, brand. And it's open. Like we welcome you. We have a, an inclusivity around our tickets. So um, you can pay what you can or you can pay to join the series. Um, and we would love to welcome you. So thank you very much, Carl. I would love to have you back on the show at some point later and let's have this conversation going. Brilliant. Thank you for creating the space for this conversation and I would love to be back. Thank you. Awesome. And so there you go. That was Carl Pratt of futureplanet.love. What's been your biggest takeaway from this episode? Let us know in the comment section on our social media page. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do subscribe. This will really help us grow our podcast. And if you can think of someone that would benefit from listening to this podcast, please do share it with them. In the next episode, we have Francesco Cara, a serial entrepreneur and academic teaching digital innovation and sustainability at the IED Milan Institute of Design in Milan. And he shares his observation of why innovation in sustainability is growing exponentially and how some of the technology is becoming mainstream. So tune in to next week's episode. Thank you very much for listening in to the end of this episode. We really appreciate you. This is the Impact Go Rush. My name is Wun Tan and I'll see you on the next episode.